And when we realize that there's no difference in our brain between saber tooth tigers and making some phone calls, then we can be more self-aware of changing our perception of the phone call so that our brain doesn't think the phone calls are going to kill us. Because if we're that scared of them, that's what our brain thinks. But if you're like, I am audacious or I love adventure, even if you in the beginning, you don't quite believe it, the more that you say it and act upon it, the more you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's, I do love that. I, I am that. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Garrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 I'm Kimberly Smith Austin, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Made to Inspire podcast. I am here today with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. I am super excited because today is one of our favorite topics, and we discuss it daily when we do meet. Um, It is something that is dear to both our hearts, but in our coaching, in our business, whatever we're doing, this key thing seems to be coming up all the time everywhere. And what is that thing, Misty? (laughs) It reminds me so much. I know that you are a black belt, um, but in um, Taekwondo and karate and all of the, um, the different arts, there is one key concept that always start with and, and always end with, and it becomes harder, um, self-mastery. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You know, I think about when you said that, the first thing that came to mind is that sometimes we are our own best friend, but also our <laughs> own worst enemy. And yes. so when you think about that, you think about what's going on in here, because this is where it centers from, what's mm-hmm. going on in your head and how, and if you're able to master yourself, wax on, wax off, wax (laughs) on, wax off. That's what comes to mind. I'm excited because it's summer. And what better time to work on mastering yourself than now? Than now, things are slowing down. Life is not moving as fast. This time for us to grind and shine and focus on numero uno, me, me. Yes. And it's time to examine some of the BS things that we tell ourselves to help us feel better or to uh, be the excuse of why we are going to maybe uh, at that barbecue, have a hamburger and a hot dog, or maybe just a couple extra beers, or you know what, I've been working out so hard and it's such a great day. I'm just not going to do anything. Um, There's a balance and I love it because I was listening to Gary V and he said this, if you're working out every single day, all the time, and he's all in one day, cause he, he does this, he says, You know, one day he was like, I'm tired. I'm not working out today. And then he rested and then he came back the next day. He said, what happens though is we'll give ourselves breaks before we're in the mastery. So it's the break after I work out for two days, just starting in that third day. I'm like, well, I don't need a break. And that break leads to three days and four days and five days. And then all of a sudden I've lost everything that I've gained in my momentum. 
So you'll hear us talk on both sides. There's a difference between some days you just need to rest. Some mm -hmm. days your, your body's telling you or your mind's telling you or your mental health is just, I need a rest day. Now that's good. But if you're not at the level to have the rest and that rest just becomes your lifestyle, that's not good. That's not self-mastery. So self-mastery is knowing the difference Yes. between egging yourself on to do something you know that you probably shouldn't be doing in that sense. And self-mastery is also knowing I'm at a limit and I need a rest. That's so good. That's so good, Misty. You said so many things. And I and I I think first let me start by defining self-mastery or at least yes. a version of the definition. <laughs> self-mastery is the ability to take control of your own life. Let me say that again. Ooh. The ability to take control of your own life. It allows you to recognize and understand your thought processes, Ooh. your habits and your behaviors. And what I found is that when you think about that, it is therefore a choice. It's a choice. The way in which you choose to be and live and exist within this world that we live in. And I'll tell you, the path to self-mastery begins with developing, number one, your self-awareness. Misty, you said it. You said, you know, you get this excuse or you decide and it's a choice. But being aware will help determine how you live your life and if you ever master you. Again, best friend, worst enemy. It's that fine <laughs> line and really defining. I love in Jeff Olson's book called The Slight Edge. He, sees, he says that the things that are easy to do are also the things that are easy not to do. Woo. Goes back to choices and how we navigate those waters. You said so much, I couldn't type fast enough. <laughs> but I absolutely, you know, what's funny is there's tools out there that help businesses like a SWAT, right? Strengths, mm -hmm. weakness, opportunities, and threats. So, and sometimes we know our own business more than we know ourselves, or we know someone else better than we know ourselves. I don't know if you've ever had a spouse or a significant other, but that always seems to be the case. Um, do you hate when someone tells you something about yourself that you know, but haven't really been focused on or, or aware of? I love that when um, someone knows you so well, they're like, oh, well, you always blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I don't. And then in the back of your head, you're like, damn it, I do. So sometimes it does also take someone, and we always say a fish doesn't know it's in water, but mm. we have those amazing opportunities called feedback. Mm. And those feedback opportunities help us see some of the things that we can't see because there's things in our blinders that we don't know we don't know right and especially in the mental health field we always tell like um there's a saying out there is you can't tell an addict they're an addict they have to self-identify as an addict you can't give someone their solution uh because they're more likely not to follow the solution if it came from you instead of if it came from themselves i don't know if it's like that in the in the workout world where uh, they have to come to their own aha moments i know in the workout world we do say that it's not a diet or an exercise program, but a lifestyle. And those that envelop it into a lifestyle and, and take it on as a lifestyle becomes who they are, stay in it longer, lose more weight, keep it off and are happier than those who dabble in and out of eating different ways, right? Mm -hmm. But that also goes back to self-awareness. And I love self-awareness because I think it also ties into intention. 
Yes. So you're intentional about the things and you're open to hearing all the information so that you could reflect back on it and help yourself be even more intentional in those situations where you might be tempted the most, or you might be the most lenient on yourself the most because you had such a hard week and deserve this. Those are the two worst things to tell yourself. Yes. You know, I always, you know, I think about it right away. Something says, suck it up, buttercup. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And you know, that might sound like I have no compassion and no empathy, but life is rough, friends. Life is hard. You're going to get kicks and blows and punches from the left and the right. And the question is, how do you manage that? How do you allow yourself to go forward in your business despite the trials, despite the tribulations, despite the blows and all these things that happen? We have to be ready to say, you know what? Okay, this happened. And now I must take it all in because we want to allow ourselves time to take it in. We don't want to ignore it and, and pretend like it doesn't exist. Mm. But then we want to work on how do we manage it and how do we master it? And this is a lifetime process. I don't believe I've arrived, nor have you, Misty, or anyone else. It is a process. It's a daily process that we have to work on. And so when you think about how do I master myself? Because our body, our emotions, feelings, these things happen. And, you know, we can't allow our feelings to dictate and determine what we do. Because our feelings is sometimes feeling some kind of way And when we know that we need to do something different. So this is a process, friend. It is truly a process. You nailed it. Um, You said everything in this book I'm reading. It's called uh, Beautiful Cancer. And it's by uh, Jamie McNeese, who I got to meet. And she is phenomenal. And in the book, she talks about her perception of when she got cancer. Mm. And it was bladder cancer. And she said she knew she had to honor it. And she had to respect it. And it was in her body for a reason. So she gave it five minutes a day. Mm. And in the morning, those five minutes, she would talk to it. She would have all the fears. She would have all the unknowns. And then she would tell it your five minutes is up. And she would go through her day. Even if she saw people and they were like, how are you? How's the cancer? She would tell them, I would love to talk to you about it, but I already gave cancer. It's five minutes. So let's talk about how beautiful today is or the business, but we're not going to talk about cancer because it's already had its time. I love that. But it was all perception and mindset. And she said, yes, it sucked. And yes, it was scary. And yes, everyone has their own journey with cancer. And you might have your own journey with something else. But she said for her journey was that perception of it was beautiful. It was meant to be. And she was riding the wave with it. But she knew she needed that five minutes for her mind to go insanely crazy and ask all the questions. And then turn it off. And then when it popped up, she said, that's a great question. You have tomorrow from nine to nine Oh five. Right. Right. I love it. And you know, and I love it for so many reasons as a soon to be 11 year cancer survivor. I was just talking about this yesterday on a talk show. I was invited to be a guest. And one of the things I talked about is when I got the diagnosis that I was told you have cancer. My first thought is really now, Now, most people are thinking, why, why? And I knew when I got the diagnosis, I didn't ask the question why. I asked the question, what do you want me to do with this? 
What do you want to do with this? And that was a mindset thing. No, I wasn't deciding to not believe. And there was a part I probably didn't believe because I was healthy and I was happy and amazing. But guess what? Diseases don't discriminate, friend. And I'll tell you, that's why it's so important to stay healthy and work on your health and well-being so that when it does attack your body, you're ready to take it on. You can fight for your life. Side note, sorry about that. (laughs) But literally though, go ahead. But you know, recognizing that I had a decision. And I remember one of my great aunts calling me saying, I heard you were sick. And I said to her, Aunt Alice, I am not sick. Cancer is in my body, but I am not sick. I am well. I am well. And that's a part of that self-mastery, self-awareness process. And we've talked about it before here on the show. Doctors have shown people who had faith and belief were able to overcome some of these deathly diseases or some of these chronic life-taking life diseases that could take their life. But when they decided in their head, in their heart, in their mind that, you know what? I can do this. I can do good. I can do bad. I can do healthy. I can do cancer. I can do diabetes. I can do this. And they decided with their mastery skills of self, self Mm self-awareness, self-talk, self-discipline that they were able to turn things around. And I love you, when you, you've talked about it in other episodes and in, um, in the book you're writing, is the, I'm not a survivor, I'm going to thrive. I'm a thrive, right? And it, it's those words of I am. And when I was talking to Jamie and I read in the book and I was laughing because my favorite thing was she said that day she got the diagnosis, she went home and ordered an I survived cancer shirt. Ooh, yes, baby, yes. But it really is that, and it's not easy. Oh, I have a perception because you have to fight off the part of your brain, which is on fire with the questions. And she said she fell into the trap of Dr. Google. (laughs) (laughs) So it's nice to have all this information. And then sometimes it's hard that we have all this information because sometimes you really have to have your definition of it first. And I used to work with kids and I now I tell adults this, if you don't define yourself, others will. Oh yes, yes. So you define yourself first. And when that is the I am of who you are, this is self-mastery of I am, and I love your, you are vegan. You, you eat vegan. It's just what you do, how you are. And, and everything that you do is um, countered back to that. When we go, when we travel for business, right? It's like, okay, let's find the vegan restaurants. Awesome. <laughs> what can you eat? Let's take the food because there might not be some. I am I work out, I work out every day. So then you're, it's 6 a.m. I'm going to go work out. So it's crazy because it would, if it's an I am and it becomes part of who you are and that becomes a strength. And right now there's a huge thing in mental health where we're pulling in strengths and building on those. That's it. So even something that's funny and I train all the time and I say, when I was younger, my humor got me in trouble and sitting in the hallway. Now that I'm older, my humor gets me way more money than I would have made without it. <laughs> my humor gets me paid and, and I'm better at it. I love it. I love Still it. working, but my humor is a strength. Yes. So there's strengths that are innate in us and there's strengths, unfortunately, that come through trauma. But if we could play into those strengths and lean into them, we could still develop them and they become who we are and they help us navigate anything thrown at us. And you're right. I didn't ask why, because it didn't matter the why. If it was already there, what mattered was the what now. That's right. 
That's right. Huge. And that you could do it with anything. It doesn't have to be cancer. It could be a divorce. It could be an ending of something. It could even be, which is a hard transition. Your baby's growing up and going to college. Are you trying to uh, talk about my life right now? Ms. Oh, no, he's still in high school. You're fine. But there's, what I'm saying is sometimes we don't, when we're self-mastery, giving ourselves that transitions in life. Maybe yes. your business is growing. That's a transition. Maybe parts of your life, if you're moving from a bigger house to a smaller one, that's a transition. But self-mastery comes, unfortunately, what happens is all of that stuff happens at once. Yes. Life doesn't usually pause while you're handling one situation, right? Doesn't it feel like when you're in one situation, life's like, oh, here you go, pop, 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 pop. And then people tell you like, God never gives you more than you can handle. Right? Yeah, yeah. I had a friend last week just tell me three things, three things that all happened in, within two days of apart. Number one, his brother died. Number two, his wife diagnosed with cancer. Number three, he caught COVID. All in a matter of days. But I assured him, I assured him that he, that better yet, let me say it this, that this too shall pass. This oh. too shall pass. And that's all. In this lifetime, we are going to deal with some stuff. And that's why it's so important that we start with self. Life is going to give you the bows, but if you're ready, if you've taken the time to do some things and help you prepare for that, you're going to get ready. Which in fact, I want to go right to the action items because I'm thinking about one of the things to do in self-mastery. Number one is to learn. Learn. Right now is summertime. It's your time to learn and grow. Because the more you know about yourself, the more you know about your business, your goals, your ambitions, your drive, your passion, you'll work on getting there. So when I think of self-mastery, a couple of things, I think of seven things when it comes to learning. Learning to think, <laughs> you know, I always say, think about what you're thinking about. Sometimes we'd like to refuse or press down or suppress things that we're thinking. We have to recognize that there's some value in those things. Yeah, there's negative talk that you need to, boom, take capture, capture it and take it captive, but also learning to think. The second one is learning um, to be intuitive, intuit. You know, when I think about that, I was telling someone the other day, I'm creative, I'm analytical, but I'm also intuitive, especially yeah. as I've aged. I've come to this place in my life where I allow things to be and recognizing. I don't force things to happen. I allow them to exist and to be. The third one is learning to feel, mm. feel. And I know I talked a moment about emotions and feelings. They are fleeting and they can deceive us, but it's okay. When you're talking about mastery, learning to do, recognizing that's another phase, learning to communicate. I believe that is probably one of the most important. When you learn how to communicate yourself with others, you set the tone, you set the pace, for yourself, but also your relationship with them. I believe we teach people how to treat us. We teach people how to treat us. And we do that by our form of communication, verbal, written, as well as that body language. Learn to lead, my friends. Self-mastery is leading. I put a post up yesterday. Leaders are not born. They are created. They are made. They are developed, depending on what word you want to say. But in this point in your life, you have to learn how to lead, number one, yourself. And number two, if you're in a position in your life where maybe you have children, spouse, employees, colleagues, workers, all these things, you've got to learn to lead. And the last thing, which I, I'm going to share, Missy, and turn it over to you, is learning. Oh, to I'm piping. 
learn to be, learn to just be, you know, we're always human doings. It's okay to learn to be, be still, be calm, be brave, be courageous, be amazing because that's who you were created to be. And when you think about that and you take resident, right? Resident, it becomes your home. You will certainly become a self master. I love these. And I, when it's learned to be, there's the, we always talk about it too, is learn to have your mantra and your motto, because with the more you say it, the more you have it, the more that you're going to step into it and act from that instead of fear. Fear's okay. Fear so that the saber-toothed tigers don't eat us. <laughs> and when we realize that there's no difference in our brain between saber-toothed tigers and making some phone calls, then we can be more self-aware of changing our perception of the phone call so that our brain doesn't think the phone calls are going to kill us. Because if we're that scared of them, that's what our brain thinks. But if you're like, I am audacious or I love adventure. Even if you, in the beginning, you don't quite believe it, the more that you say it and act upon it, the more you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's, I do love that. I, I am that. I remember being at Knott's Berry Farm and I hadn't been in quite a while. I younger, I liked rides, but this was a few years ago. So I was a little older and I was on the wooden one and I was freaking myself out because I'm all, what if a nail pops out and what if this, and the ride was not fun because my brain the entire time was worried about, I was going to fly off the ride and die or the thing was going to crumble. And I was so nervous and went into a little anxiety that I, when I got off the ride, I was like, okay, you're done. We're not going to ride any more rides today, or we're going to have a different perception of the rides that we're riding, mm -hmm. that we are here at Knott's to have fun. And I was with my, my uh, godchild and her family, and we had a great day. And I ended up riding the most scariest rides because I had to step in and be a supporter. And I love supporting. And someone, no one wanted to go on the ride with this kid. And I'm like, oh, I can't have this kid miss the ride. I have to go on this crazy ride. And after the crazy ride, if I could survive that one, I could survive anything. End of the night, last ride, same wooden roller coaster, time of my life. The only difference was what I allowed myself to think while I was on the ride. Mm -hmm. But that ride is life. And you're going to go through those things. And you can default to worst case scenario. Some people do. But that isn't always the most helpful thing for yourself. It's okay to pull out some of the things and look if you could decrease the fear in it or decrease maybe the risk but if you go through life with no risk you'd never grow growth comes from outside your comfort zone and it's a risk to be outside of it that's so it. that's where the self-mastery really starts is your thought process even if you write these things down they'll be in the notes and copy and paste them into learn lead communicate be feel intuitive and um think these are the things you could post into and be like, what am I going to do today to lead? Or what am I going to do today to lead myself and start there before the fear or the negativity starts? That's so good. Oh my goodness. That's so good. Wow. I'll just say, you know, that is key when we're thinking about self-mastery and all the things that we can do in this lifetime to master self, because here the truth, again, things are coming at us all the time. And we have to teach ourselves to get rid of the stinking thinking, get rid of that stinking thinking and really learn to do what I call number two is start listening, listening to yourself, listening to your body, 
listening to these things because what happens so often we ignore the signals we ignore the signs because you know what we're busy doing something else something that could be good for us and then sometimes something that's not so good for us we turn off our ears we turn them off and I always encourage people to attune get listening things will show you by listening you got to be eyes looking and listening to what's coming because we can see the signs. <clears throat> you know, I always say, someone was telling me yesterday that someone made them so mad that they went outside of their norm and did something. And the thing I said to her is I said, listen, don't let what, some, what somebody do to you undo you. Again, don't let what someone do to you undo you. And I'll tell you that person came from a place of hurt the person who then tried to offend someone else. And they're speaking from that standpoint. And I think it's so important that we listen to ourselves and listen to the people around us. A lot of times their words, their body language and their actions don't align. And that's why having a listening ear, listening with your ears, but also with your heart, <laughs> what's going on? What, what's going on? What am I feeling? And you know, a lot of times when I'm feeling off for the day, I'll just sit back and relax instead of keep trying to keep hustle and bustle. I will sit back and relax. And if it doesn't help me figure it out, I'll get up and I'll go move. I'll go move. I'm listening to the discomfort in my body. I'm listening to the changes in my pulse. I'm listening to what's going on. And as a result, I need to shift. I need to move. I need to just be silent and still and just be so that I can go to that next place. When you can do that, friends, you can truly master yourself. I love that. It reminds me too of what are you feeding yourself? What are you feeding your mind? What are, what are you listening to? Uh, the favorite thing is when we go to business conferences and they always say, uh, and I'll talk about like um, MLMs and um, they very, very much can be very lucrative and they could be not lucrative depending on the work the person's putting in. But uh, one of my favorite mentors, Bill Walsh always says is, why does everyone listen to their broke uncle about business <laughs> instead of listening to people who are in business? Right. But you have your family and, and friends sometimes who don't know anything about things, have opinions, but they don't have firsthand knowledge. And so it's also being careful where you are listening to. I know for myself, I don't watch the news. I do read the news, but I'm auditory. Um, and so reading it is a different emotion than listening to something. Because I listen, I'm like involved in it. So the news is mostly sensational stuff. So yeah. I will take in the news because I don't want to not know things. But I also don't want the news to impact and influence who I am. I listen to business books, personal development. I read personal development in the car, in the shower, when I'm getting ready in the morning. Sometimes it's music. I'm like, you know what? I, I have a music band. I want to dance. I want to not focus on anything else. But in the most part, if you're in my house, there's some sort of book on about self. Um, the other thing, TV. If you watch a lot of TV, I used to watch the murder channel. That was horrible. It's like, I didn't even start trusting humanity. I'd be looking at Natalie all weird, like, hmm. Why are you making dinner every night? Are you slowly poisoning me? It's because yeah. what you listen to, you become. Yeah. So now if I watch TV and every once in a while we'll indulge in a movie, but I'll watch a documentary. Love it. it it's downtime, but it's what I'm listening to. I watched 
it's a the whole history of rap and I love rap music and I learned so much that I didn't even know half of this stuff it was like 12 hours of the history of this type of music and it was fascinating and it even helped me think about some of the things in my own business of where I could adapt some of the strategies so it, it it's fun now if you like and we joke all the time we love reading and we love business books it's it's who we are. Now that might have happened because we just started reading them a lot and gained from them. Who knows? We might have loved murder mystery before, but because we got in the habit of that, we we prefer business and self-development books. It's how we started connecting was talking about the books we're reading. If that's not for you and your downtime is reading murder mystery, that's great. If it's your downtime and you're intentional and you know that it is. But what we suggest is feeding your mind a little more during the day of some content and not just fatty foods, if you will, but some healthy, lean content that's going to help you do any of these things better, be more intuitive, feel, communicate, lead, be, and most importantly, think. Yes. Yes. As a man thinketh, so is he. So is he. And we think about what we hear and how it impacts what we think. It, it impacts how we act. It impacts so much. And so we definitely have to do that. You know, I was just thinking about really quickly, you said listening. What are you listening to? The other piece is who are you listening to? And you mentioned the broke uncle, the cousin who has no vision. And unfortunately, <laughs> sometimes it's the spouse who doesn't see the greatness that resides inside of you. Maybe it's your mother. You know, there's so many different people in our lives that we love and we value, and they don't always see the big picture, friends. And when you know that something has been poured into you, that you've been gifted by God or your creator with a talent, with a passion, with the business, with the vision, you've got to make sure you're listening to the right people because people can be poison. And we don't want that poison to turn you away from that thing that you were created to be, the thing that you were created to turn the world on fire. Remember, it's not just for you, it's for others. And so we've got to make sure that what we're listening to, who we're listening to, how we're listening to, and why we're listening to, that those things align because they will allow us to have that greatness, to allow us to master oneself. So Misty, talk about that last one, leverage. So I talked a little bit about it when I leverage my time. If I'm in the shower, I put a book on, I could still hear it. When I'm um, leveraging for you, we talk about it all the time is when you're brushing your teeth, you're squatting. So it really is looking for those situations where it could be time lost or time just idled, where what can you add in that time? How do you leverage that time or how do you leverage um, people? So I had an amazing opportunity the other day to have coffee with a, a woman who survived cancer, but she also started her own business and went from uh, 50,000 to 300,000 in a few years from when she started her business. So leveraging our coffee time and our visiting time, I asked her some business questions because she was right in front of me. Guess what? She loved talking about her business. She did not mind. It didn't, wasn't weird. And here's what I learned when I was reading a book. It says, um, wealthy people love to talk about business and money. Poor people, middle class were taught that those were taboo, that you shouldn't talk about these sort of things. But the crazy part is, is they'll talk about one another, 
gossip, right? Think about those friends when you're loving your time and you're with friends. Like, do you really care what the other people who aren't there are really doing? It's nice to catch up. But um, I read once where Tony Robbins said, he'll come to a party, but only if the conversation is going to be about anything that has to do with vision, future, and being better. But he doesn't mm-hmm. want to come to a party and just talk about what happened or someone else wasn't there. And that's where you're leveraging your time and things. I leveraged my time as in I had a great cup of coffee, but I got some business stuff that I was like, Ooh, do you mind if I write this down? Um, in your car, most people spend most of the time in their car. What are you doing in your car? How are you leveraging your car time? Um, if you leverage it right, it could be a university on wheels, yeah, right. depending on what you're pouring into. Or I know for us too, it, um, I do a lot of business calls while I'm driving. I still watch the road. It is, um, what you would call it. On the thingy. Yeah, it's hands-free and I'm moving, moving that. But other than that, I would just be driving and alone with my thoughts. And sometimes that's not all good. So it, it really is, where do you leverage your time with what you're listening to, what you're bringing in? And how do you leverage when it comes to people and self-mastery? Mm-hmm. Leveraging this is huge. Mentors and coaches. Yes. Leverage your investments. You invest in a mentor, you invest in a coach because they've already been there, done that. And yes, it's going to be a, 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 an investment in money, but it turns out if you don't invest that money, you wouldn't do it for free anyway. So it's the skin in the game that helps you get there, but they might save you millions over um, time and time with the advice that they've given you through what's worked for them. If you're listening to this podcast, you are leveraging because you are learning from us, hopefully the things that you're not already failing with, but the things that you now will follow through with. So Kimberly, add to some of this leverage. I know you got a few. Yeah. You know, when I think about leverage, I'm thinking about it from the business, the MBA side of me, you know, the college professor side of me. And I think when people hear the word leverage, typically in a business, it means the business has borrowed money to finance or purchase assets. It's looking at the financial side. Leveraging involves credit, assets, you know, cash to loans, funding the company, growth and development. And it's usually those types of things. And we certainly want you to think about how do you leverage your assets? How do you leverage the financials of your business? But we want you to think about leveraging the relationships, leveraging even the two things we just mentioned just before this was leveraging what you hear, leveraging what you learned because those things are gonna take you to the next space. I was just talking to a young lady Uh, Matter of fact, Monique, who was on our show, and she said she had met with another company and he had shared some wisdom with her that she now has packaged and shares with others as she goes out in the marketplace. Something she learned in just to sit down with another organization, but now has been one of the key pieces to let people in that industry know, hmm, she knows what she's talking about and she has great ideas that they can take and leverage themselves to move their business to that next level. So Mm -hmm. leverage is huge. You have to make a decision that you're going to learn, that you're going to listen and reposition yourself so you can make leverage, use leverage to your advantage, whether it's your assets, your capital, your collaterals, or the relationships or things that you've learned. Because when you do, get ready. Get ready because I know that that's a part of self-mastery. Your business is a business because you had a passion. You believe you had a purpose and you were ready to pivot and move forward in it. 
So when you think about self-mastery, now is the time for you to learn, to listen, to leverage. And I'm going to add one more. I'm always adding one more. Add one more. Ah, and live. <laughs> it is time to live, my friends. It's time to let that light shine and live it out. If you're not living happy, healthy, you're not living. And I know that's a, a very generic term, but listen, I believe when you do the things you love, you never work a day in your life. That is what true living is about. I've worked so hard over the years in school and school and school and school. And then I got to a point in my life and I said, well, what's all this for? And I know many of you are probably wondering the same thing, that mundane routine you do day in, day out, day in, day out. It's time for you to think about how do I achieve self-mastery? If you're not there here today, you still have time. You ha still have time to pivot. You still have time to learn those things that you've always wanted to learn. You still have time to grow by listening, learning, and leveraging. I'm so excited, Missy. So excited. And living. <laughs> living. Love it. That's right. So guys, we don't, don't want to continue going forward because we know that now is the time for you to take these things that we've shared with you and put them into practice. What are you going to learn today? What are you listening to? And what are you going to leverage? These three simple things can transform you as a person, which in turns, if you're transformed, everyone around you will be impacted. The company, the business, the customer, the employee. It's your time to shine, friends. Let's go and master self. And like we say every week, and it's true, there <laughs> is something out there waiting for you. Now go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Spire U. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.